A spiritual awakening feels very different right now than it did just a few years ago, and that's because the energy on the planet has shifted dramatically recently. But what exactly has changed and how do we navigate a spiritual awakening right now? In this video, you'll learn what's changed with spiritual awakenings recently. Then we're going to go into the six spiritual awakening stages and how each stage affects you. And then I'm going to share a top tip for each of the six stages so you know exactly what to do no matter what stage you're in right now. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, where I share weekly tips and advice that you won't find here on YouTube. Quick reminder that we have supplemental workbooks with all of our videos, where you can have some key takeaways and homework questions that'll help you go deeper on the content that we discuss in all of our videos. There's a link to that workbook in the description box below so you can download after watching this video. On to part one of the video, what's different right now with spiritual awakenings? So years ago, I shot a video on YouTube about the six stages of spiritual awakening. It's one of my most popular YouTube videos where I talked about how spiritual awakenings tend to follow six particular stages. And now what's happened years later is that a lot has changed, right? So a lot has changed with the energies on the planet, especially not just the energies on the planet, but especially with us too. We're evolving, the planet is evolving. So a lot has changed energetically. Now, when it comes to the six stages, they are still very pertinent and I'm going to be talking about them in this video, but I've observed that some things have started to change. One of the things that's changed is that there's a major acceleration in energy. And what that means is there's a major acceleration in spiritual awakenings. Very, very different from what was happening before, where our spiritual awakenings tend to occur a little bit more slowly in more of a linear fashion. Now, suddenly everything is accelerated. All right. So that's one major difference that I've been noticing when it comes to the six stages of spiritual awakening and how we're actually living our awakening is this acceleration in energy that's very different from what was happening before. One major shift that I see right now with the six stages of spiritual awakening is that the stages are now stacked. <laughs> so the stages are stacked and, and it's, it's called stacking. I'm calling it stacking. And basically what that means is the stages are being lumped on top of each other a lot. And they're ex because they're accelerating, our, our awakenings are accelerating so much that the stages sometimes are being stacked on top of each other. And we may be going through more than one stage at the same time. That's very different than what used to happen in a spiritual awakening. So spiritual awakening used to be a lot like what, uh, what author and teacher Joseph Campbell used to call the hero's journey. So in the hero's journey, uh, the hero leaves his or her home. They go out on an adventure. They find out a bunch about the, themselves in the world, and then they eventually return home with this newfound knowledge. That's sort of what the hero's journey used to be. The movie Wizard of Oz, for instance, the quintessential movie Wizard of Oz is a perfect example of a hero's journey. And spiritual awakenings used to be very much like the hero's journey, very linear, one stage at a time, uh, people going through their various stages and then eventually coming home to themselves. 
But what's happening now with this accelerated energy is that the stages are being stacked on top of each other and a lot of different stages can be occurring simultaneously. Now, that could be good uh, because a lot of things are being accelerated, meaning that some of the stages of the spiritual awakening that I'm going to be talking about um, later on in this video, some of the stages of the spiritual awakening are occurring faster, which means that you can, especially the harder ones, you can get out of those more quickly. But the flip side of that is that when stages are stacked, it means you're going through so much at the same time that sometimes it can be hard to see up from down and left from right. Okay, and it's because of this acceleration in energy that's that's going on on the planet and within us. Okay, so that's the major difference that's going on right now. The six stages of spiritual awakening are still very pertinent and they are still occurring, sometimes linearly, sometimes stacked, like I talked about right now, but they're still very pertinent. It's still really important for us to know what stage of the spiritual awakening we're in. And I'm going to get, I'm now going to talk about those six stages and I'm going to give you a tip with each stage to help you navigate no matter where you are in your awakening right now. On to part two of the video, the six stages of spiritual awakening. So the first stage that I want to talk about is the on switch or the wake up call. That's the first stage of spiritual awakening. And that usually happens when it's usually still most common for the wake up call or the on switch to occur um, from a specific trigger in the outside, whether it's the loss of a relationship or the loss of a job or a near death experience, something dramatic happens to you in your life. And it shakes you so much that there's an on switch that occurs in your spiritual awakening starts. But sometimes it's not through a trigger. Sometimes it's just a spontaneous awakening that's happening to more and more people. People are just spontaneously waking up without anything dramatic having to happen to them. And there's also new souls coming into the planet where they don't even need to wake up because they're already born awake. So they don't even, they don't even need that on switch to go on. They've just basically are born already awake and already on their spiritual path, um, already within that spiritual awakening without having to have a trigger. So that's happening a lot now too. But the point here is that this on switch is when your spiritual awakening technically starts. It's when your soul switches on that awakening. And what happens here is there's usually a, a cracking. <laughs> there's usually a cracking and a cracking occurs in your ego. It's one particular facet of, of the wake up or the on switch is that whatever is happening in your life, whether it's spontaneous or through a, uh, a trigger, there is a crack that opens up in your ego. And that means that you enter altered states of consciousness immediately. There's a crack in your ego. And, and from that crack, the light comes in. And as soon as the light comes in, you start to see the world in a totally different way. You see things so differently than you saw before. You remove yourself from everyday states of consciousness. And you especially lose that ego control that the ego very, very frequently has when the ego cracks, it starts losing control of your life. And you start to see the illusions that were operating, the beliefs, the negative beliefs, the lies that you were telling yourself that the ego was telling you. As soon as that ego cracks, now the light comes in and you start seeing things more clearly. Okay. And this can occur spontaneously or through a trigger. There's one particularly important aspect of this stage one of your spiritual awakening. And it's one that I don't want you to forget. Okay. And it's this, it's that no matter how your spiritual awakening starts, whether it's spontaneous, whether you were born awake, whether, whether it was through a trigger, no matter how it started, 
What happens during this stage one is that you're suddenly pulled into an altered state of consciousness. Okay, so you're suddenly pulled into an altered state of consciousness. What this really means is that you start to see, once that ego cracks, you have an expanded view of your life. You can see things from a broader perspective as opposed to just being stuck in that lower self-human kind of aspect without having access to the soul truths. Suddenly when the ego cracks, now you have a broader understanding of life and your place in it and the things that have been happening in your life. You just have this huge understanding and a huge opening that there's more to life than what you've been living. All right. So this, this cracking, this ego crack though, this is a really important facet of stage one. And, and it's a facet that is probably the most dominant of this stage one. Now here's an important cool feature is that when your ego cracks, the light comes in. But another way of saying this is that your soul energy starts to come in more because that ego is no longer there kind of barricading you against your soul energy. So once the ego cracks, the soul energy starts to come in more uh, unimpeded. And that means that then you have again, more access to wisdom, but also more access and more union with your own soul energy that maybe you were blocked out from because of the strength of the human ego. All right. So that's a really, really important aspect is the ego cracking. Don't forget that about stage one. Another important facet of stage one is that not only does your ego crack, but there's also an opening up of your energy system. All right. Your chakras, your aura, your entire energy system opens up and starts to work in a totally different way than it did before. So the metaphor that I like using is if you think about before your spiritual awakening, if you think about um, you, uh, the metaphor of a car, so a car that sits in a garage for many, many years, and let's say it starts to get all rusty, nobody's been using it, it's just all rusty, and then suddenly someone opens the garage door, sees the car there, fixes it up, and then turns it on for the first time <laughs> and goes for a ride. So that's literally what's happening to your energy system. When we're unawakened, our energy systems are harder, they're more shut down, they're more closed off. And when the spiritual awakening starts, boom, everything just opens up. Your whole energy system opens up and it starts to work in a really, really faster way, more ascended way, receiving a lot more energy than it ever did before. This is another important feature of stage one. When it comes to time frames, stage one usually lasts days or weeks, but I want you to remember that these time frames I'm giving you can or may or may not be accurate, especially in these new energies. When I was talking about the stacking of the, of the stages, remember that this is just a time frame that I'm giving you so you can kind of situate yourself. It doesn't mean that it's going to be exact, but this stage usually lasts days or weeks. That's usually the time frame where everything starts opening up, your ego cracks open and all all of this energy, you start to receive all of this new energy. The top tip that I want to leave you for this stage, if you're in this stage in stage one, the top tip here is called hover and observe. <laughs> so this, what this means is that when your ego cracks open, you just start to receive all kinds of new information. You start to see the world in a different way. You start to see your challenges, your problems, your whole life and the universe in a different way. What's really important when that happens though, is that you remain kind of in the seat of your awareness. So you take a step back and you don't get involved in any kind of drama that may be happening in your mind, because when the ego cracks open, that's the first stage of the ego losing strength and of the ego eventually dissolving, which it will. And I'll talk about that in a later stage. 
But now is the time for you to hover and observe from a distance everything that's going on. Observe from a distance all of the insights that you're receiving, what your ego is saying, what, what thoughts are coming up. And I love to do this hover and observation exercise by journaling. It's really, really important for you to get a journal during your spiritual awakening and start writing down the insights that you're receiving here in stage one, how you're seeing the world differently, what new information is coming in, how you're seeing your life now compared to what it was before you woke up. Write all of these things in a journal because it's going to come in handy later on where you can come back in later stages of your awakening. You can come back and read those journal entries and it'll really help you incorporate all this new insight that you found here in stage one. Stage two is called the bliss stage. And this is probably one of the favorite stages that people go through during their spiritual awakening is this bliss stage, because now your consciousness expands upward. I see the bliss stage as consciousness expanding and, and reaching up into the sky. And this is when you start to feel sometimes for the first time in your life, because maybe you've been really, really shut down and then your spiritual awakening comes in. And then when you get to stage two, the bliss is when you start to feel the connection with all things. You start to see the truth of the universe, really. And that's that we're all connected and you start to feel that connection. You start to feel really elevated states of emotion like ecstasy and joy and just pure happiness, but a lot of connection. The bliss phase is really, really um, characterized by this state of deep connection with all things in the universe and you feel that deep connection. All right. Now this bliss stage, it's an incredible place to be in. Uh, it's not a place that usually lasts very long, but it's an incredible place to be in because what happens during the bliss stage is your emotional scale is, it's kind of reset. So whereas the majority of us kind of live in this kind of sleeping zombie-like uh, numbness for the, for the most part, when you open up into the bliss stage, you get to experience these ecstatic states of joy and connection that you may never have experienced before. And that immediately resets your emotional scale because once you feel bliss, you know what it feels like and you know what's possible to feel when you're in human form. And so you can never go back after that. All right. So the bliss stage is a really important phase, not only of connection and of joy, but also of resetting your whole emotional scale so that you know that you can, as a human, reach into these beautiful, deep, connected states of consciousness. It's also in this stage where your heart center opens and you start to have um, access to more of your intuition. You start to have access sometimes to spiritual gifts that you may have for this lifetime. Everything just opens up. So in the midst of that connection, this beautiful heart opens up because this is the portal of connection. This is really the portal of those higher states of consciousness like ecstasy and joy and wonder. That's all felt at the heart. And so you have a major heart opening with access to intuition, which is also a heart phenomenon and the possibility of opening up your, your, um, your spiritual gifts. Also the time frame here for, uh, for this stage two is also days or weeks. Usually some people get bummed because it doesn't last as long as they want, but the bliss stage is a temporary stage and it usually lasts maybe a few weeks, something like that. Um, before you move on to the next stage. All right. So that's the time frame for it. And the biggest pro tip that I have for you, if you are in this stage, is to cultivate connection. 
Okay, so when you feel like you're starting to get into this bliss phase, you're feeling all of this connection, you're feeling this ecstasy, you're feeling this wonder, cultivate, cultivate this as much as possible, stretch into it as much as possible. Because by cultivating these stages, and you again, you can have a journal too, and you could write about them. That's a great way for you to record these things. But just really cultivate these states and go into them more deeply. Don't cut the energy off, okay? Most people don't want to cut the energy off because it feels really good. But go deeply into these states of connection. Cultivate them deeply because, again, you're going to be helping yourself reset your emotional scale. And this is going to come in handy later on because you're never going to forget that you have access to these states uh, later on in some of the harder stages where you may want to have access to these states, all right? So cultivate, deeply cultivate these states of, of um, elevated emotion and elevated being and heart-centered emotions. On to stage three, and that's the dark night, okay? So the dark night is probably the hardest of all spiritual awakening stages for people to go through. And um, this, this term, the dark night, it was actually uh, made famous by, uh, it's been happening, it's been talked about by mystics for hundreds of years, but it was made famous by the Catholic mystic St. John of the Cross in his famous poem titled The Dark Night of the Soul. That's when that's when this term started to be used more commonly. And essentially what the dark night is, I like to call it the great purge also, or the great release. The reason that the dark night tends to be one of the hardest spiritual awakening stages is because when you get to this dark night, what's happening is you are purging. Your soul triggers a major purge of pain, uh, lifetimes of karma, things from this lifetime or lifetimes before that you need to release and you need to heal. Really, really deep healing is occurring in this stage. Now, this one is different from bliss in the sense that when the bliss I was talking about, you stretch upward with your with your consciousness. Now, the dark night, you stretch downward with your consciousness. And it's because I, I sense this as a downward movement because healing requires downward movement, especially into these lower chakras. Usually what we need to heal most in a lifetime, the trauma or the painful past experiences that we need to, to, to heal usually occurs in, early on in our life or in our childhoods. And it's usually trauma that's housed in the lower three chakras of the system. And so when it comes to the dark night, you need to go deep and down in order to do this healing. And that's not easy because you can have a lot to heal and a lot that comes to the surface that needs to be released and healed. And that's not easy to feel these emotions because sometimes we're working with really dense, heavy emotions that are left over from the past. And that is not fun to work with. And, and that's why the dark night is considered one of the hardest spiritual awakening stages. But it's one that is so, so crucial because it's cleaning you out and setting you up for higher stages of consciousness later on. Now, although this stage is technically called the dark night of the soul, I don't really like to view it that way. So I call it the dark night of the ego. And that's because your soul is never going through a dark night. Your soul is perfectly fine. Nothing's going on with your soul. What happens during the dark night is that your ego dissolves. So in the first stage, your ego was cracking and it just had that first initial crack. But then when you get to the dark night, your ego starts to completely die. It starts to dissolve. 
And that's why I call this the dark night of the ego, because a lot of times the, the biggest difficulties that we have isn't just with the processing of emotions and past pain, but it's also with the stories and with the humming that the ego is doing as it's dying, because the ego by nature is a controlling feature of the mind. It doesn't want to lose control. And so this death process, this disillusion process is sometimes hard to go through because the ego doesn't die uh, willingly. Okay. Now I want to leave a little side note here. So ding, ding, side note on ego death. A lot of times people get the impression that when their ego dies in the dark night, uh, during the dark night, that it just never comes back. But that's generally not what happens. Sometimes for some of us on the planet, the ego dies and never comes back. But for the majority of us, what's going to happen is your old ego dissolves and then a new one is built, uh, rebuilds itself. But it's a very different ego than it was before when you were unawakened. It becomes an ego that's very flexible and pliable. It's an ego that's not only flexible, but it's an ego that's surrendered to the will of the soul, which is different, right? It, it knows its place in, in life and it becomes an instrument of the soul as opposed to being a mechanism that wants to be in control and command your life. Okay. So that's the little side note I wanted to leave here. Your ego is going to dissolve. Most likely it's going to rebuild itself again, but it rebuilds itself very differently, more flexible and more open to spirituality and, and to evolution. The time frame for the dark night is usually months or years. Some people do not like to hear this because again, it's not a very easy stage to go through. So when someone hears that they may be in this stage for months or for years, it can be a little bit disheartening, but that's the case for the majority of people and it myself too. The majority of people that I've worked with who are going through spiritual awakenings, this stage tends to last at least a few months, uh, if not years. Okay. So that's just to give you a little time frame on, on, you know, what to expect. But again, don't hold yourself very strongly to these time frames because in these new energies, in these accelerated energies, you may get through the dark night faster than, than we did before. Now, even though it can take time to clear and to purge, and even though the dark night can be a, a difficult stage to go through, I'm going to leave you with this affirmation or mantra that'll help you kind of, if you are going through the dark night right, right now, it'll help you navigate this with a little bit more hope uh, and understanding of what's happening. Okay. So the dark night, although difficult. The dark night, it's clearing you out for future delights. Okay. So it's clearing you out for future delights. I love that affirmation because really what's happening, you're going through such a deep clearing, but that clearing will eventually give way to a huge ascension in your energy and your life is going to change completely. And you're going to have a lot more lighter energy, more powerful energy than you did before. Now to the top tip for the dark night. So the top tip I have for you, if you are in this stage is to surrender. Okay. This is so, so important because what happens is one of the reasons why people get stuck in the dark night for longer than they need to is because they're resisting it. They don't like to be in the dark night. And so they start to resisting, they start pushing against it and that only prolongs it because what's resisting the dark night is the ego and the ego is resisting the dark night because it's not wanting to die. So the more that you allow yourself to get into this resistance against where you are, the more you're prolonging the dark night. All right. So surrender into the dark night, actually go head first into the dark night, go as deep as you possibly can 
deep down into these lower chakras. Go as deep as you possibly can. Heal and purge everything. Surrender to the healing of this dark night. Surrender to the dissolution of the ego. The more that you surrender, the more that you breathe and surrender into this stage, the faster it goes. And the way that I like to do this surrender work is through the use of breath and mantras. Okay, so I'm going to share some here with you. So generally what I do, I'm going to give you a little exercise for you to do at home. This really helps with the surrendering. And you can write these mantras down too um, to help you work through this phase if you're in the dark night. All right, so you're going to sit in meditation and you're just going to take a nice deep breath or a few deep breaths until you relax. And then you're going to repeat out loud in your mind or out loud a pro tip, uh, you know, bonus points if you do this out loud because it creates stronger energy. Okay, so you're going to repeat these affirmations or these mantras that I'm going to repeat to you right now. This too shall pass. The light will shine again. I go deeper without resistance. I surrender to my soul. I purge what needs to be released. Mantra work with deep breathing is a great way for you to kind of surrender into this dark night. The deeper you go, the more surrendered and relaxed you are in this stage, the faster uh, the dark night will move. Now, if you want to go deeper on healing, specifically healing, one aspect that, that we do a lot in the when we're in the dark night, which is shadow healing, healing the shadow, to go deeper on this healing, to know how to work with your shadow. I shot a whole video on it. I'll leave links in the description box below so you can watch after this one. On to stage four, which is called the void. Okay, so in stage four, something amazing happens. And I also call this the great rest because you get to relax a little bit when you get to the void. And usually with the void, if you have, if you go into the void after coming out of the dark night, when you've been through so much healing, when you've been through, you know, very dense emotions, so much purging, you are tired. And so the void comes in as kind of your rest period. There's just a lot of resting that happens. You come out of the dark night if you are going through each stage one at a time. You come out of the dark night and now you just, your whole system rests. Everything just rests. The void is also where everything stops. It feels like everything stops and you're just left in this state of just deep rest. You're out of the dark night. You're not going through these huge purges again. You're just given this kind of bubble of relaxation and rest that you can go through, especially if you've, if you've come out of the harder stages like the dark night. One feature of the void is that when you come into the void, everything comes to a halt. Okay. So everything, it feels like everything stops. Now for some people, this could be a wonderful feeling, especially if you're coming out of the dark night, because so much happened in the dark night that you're just tired and you're just like, I'm glad nothing's happening. So for some people, this can feel really good and very peaceful for other people. I've had a lot of people reach out to me that are in the void and they don't like it at all. They feel very uncomfortable because when everything comes to a halt, it feels like you are even disconnected from the universe. So I've had so many people, you know, email and message me saying that they, they no longer feel joy. They can't fit. They don't feel connected to their guides. They can't hear their spirit guides talking to them. They don't feel connected to God or to the universe or to source. They just feel completely abandoned. So for some people, the void can feel like they're being abandoned by the universe, but that's not what's happening at all. In the void, the reason that you're being cut off by the universe, it's always an illusion because you're never really cut off from the universe. 
But what's happening in the void is everything comes to a halt and you feel like you're being cut off from the universe because one of the great lessons and purposes of the void is not only for you to rest, but also for you to become self-reliant, all right? Self-reliant in the sense that when you're in the void and you don't feel that connection with your guides, you don't feel that connection with God, or you don't feel that connection with the universe, now you're being called to rely on yourself spiritually to find that light within you because you have it. That's the whole point. You don't need to be connected to your guides or to this, that, and the other. You have have that connection within you. You are a spiritual being. You're a stream of consciousness that streams right from source. So you have that light within you and the void helps you kind of stand up in those big girl or big boy shoes and, and really start to come into this power, this spiritual power of self-reliance and of understanding that the light is always within you. The time frame for the void is usually months or years, a general timeline for that. And this is a great time for you to get to know yourself because what's happening in the void is not only do you feel cut off from everything, it's a great opportunity for you to get to know yourself, but also get to know yourself in the sense that if you're coming out of the dark night, everything has been purged, your ego's dissolved, it's cracked, then it's dissolved, then everything's purged. So much has been healed that you come to the void and you're like a new person. You don't really know yourself. You don't know who this new person is. And so the void comes in as a great opportunity for you to learn more about yourself, for you to be inwardly focused, learn more about yourself and see what's surfacing um, about this new you that you didn't know before. Now to the top tip for this stage for the void, and that is to stand in your power, standing in your power. This is, this is, this is probably the key takeaway from the void is to help you or to nudge you into becoming a self-generating human so that you don't rely or depend on the spirit world, that you realize that that power is within you. And one of my favorite ways of working on this, this kind of uh, standing in my power is through the use of a visualization exercise that, that uh, it's very simple and I'll show you right now how to do it. So you're gonna sit in meditation and you're gonna focus on the third chakra, your solar plexus. So your solar plexus chakra, that's your center of personal power and will. You're going to focus on that solar plexus gently. You're going to, your eyes are closed. You're going to be breathing, maybe take a few breaths and then start focusing on the solar plexus and just visualize that solar plexus. It's yellow in color. So visualize a yellow color, just small in your solar plexus, the top of your stomach. And then you're going to visualize that solar plexus, that light getting bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually it fills your whole body and eventually it spills out and it starts to fill the room that you're sitting in. This is a great, great exercise for you to be able to exercise personal power, standing in your power. And this is a great way for you to start standing in your power and take full advantage of this void stage instead of trying to get out of it. To go deeper on the void stage and get even deeper tips on how to navigate it, I shot a whole video on the void and I'm going to leave links in the description box below so you can watch that video after this one. Stage five is called groundedness. And this is when you are now going to ground all of the lessons, all of the energy, all of the experiences that you've been going through in your spiritual awakening. They're going to start to be grounded down, down into the actual earth. That, that's how deep this grounding is. 
in this stage, things feel so much better, especially if you've been through the dark night and the void and you haven't been particularly comfortable. When you get to the groundedness stage, you feel more confident, you feel more steady, you feel more grounded, and it's because that energy is going down. But also because a lot has been cleared out. If you've gone through the void, if you go through groundedness right after the void, you're already standing more in your power. So by the time you get to the groundedness, you're ready to put that energy down into the earth. This is also the stage where you come into more spiritual maturity. So you're, you're, you're sort of considered a spiritual adult now when you get to this groundedness stage. It's here also that your manifestation powers increase. So your, your entire energy system gets bigger because of that groundedness. Your energy system gets bigger and your manifestation powers increase also. So it's very common for people to materialize things and create things in their lives very quickly when they're in the groundedness stage. It's also in this stage where the sense of connection comes back, but it's very different from the bliss stage. So when you get to the groundedness stage, yeah, you feel like your connection to the universe has come back as opposed to being cut off in the void, but the connection now feels more grounded and sustainable. The bliss stage is more kind of, it feels like it's going to be a temporary stage. It feels like it's its kind of an unsustainable kind of, of energy. But with the groundedness, the connection is more steady. It's more grounded. It's more stable. So it's steady and stable, steady and sustainable. These are different ways of saying the same thing. And so when you're in this groundedness stage, now everything is being grounded down into the earth and, and you feel a lot more peace also during this stage. The time frame for stage five is years usually. And the, the top tip that I have for you when it comes to going through this is to cultivate lightheartedness. I love lightheartedness. So when you get to this groundedness stage, you've been through so much in your spiritual awakening by now that you can really start to take life with a lot more lightness, right? Especially if you've been through the dark night, the void, you've been through all of these challenges, you've been able to heal so many things that now it's, it's almost like this maturity expands to a point where you can start to see life with a lot more lightheartedness. You don't take life as seriously as you took it before. You don't, you don't get stuck in problems or the problems of the human self that a lot of times are just made up in the mind. You're more lighthearted. Your energy is more light. It's, it's more lighthearted. And so when it comes to the pro tip here to the top tip for this stage is to really cultivate that lighthearted to understand that you're, you're, no matter what happens to you, you will always be able to overcome those challenges and you'll be able to overcome those challenges with a very open heart and, and a willingness to surrender to life and to go through whatever life sends your way. To cultivate lightheartedness, I'm going to share a very simple practice with you that combines visualization and affirmation work. So you're going to sit in meditation, close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and then you're going to focus on your heart. All right. Now the heart chakra is green in color. You're going to focus on your heart and you're just going to watch that heart light expand in your chest. And it's going to get bigger, more expansive, more powerful and bigger. As that light is increasing, you're going to repeat a series of mantras or affirmations that you can write down. And then you're going to learn how to repeat them back to yourself out loud if possible. Okay. So here are the affirmations. I see with the eyes of my soul, I can overcome anything. I'm a powerful soul. I'm a spiritual being living in a temporary body. I live lightly. 
Okay, so these are some beautiful affirmations that you can use in this visualization exercise. This will really help you cultivate that lightheartedness here in stage five. On to stage six of the spiritual awakening, and that is purpose and mission. And this is when, this is the last stage of the spiritual awakening, and this is when your energy is already grounded. You've been through so much. You have accumulated so much wisdom. So many things have happened to you. And now in this newfound wisdom and groundedness, you're going to now start focusing on your mission and on your purpose. We all incarnate with a specific soul plan. Your soul has a plan for you when you come down here. It has a mission for you. And when we get to this stage six, we really start to connect with that mission. Another way of saying this is that your mission template turns on. That's another way of saying this. So you literally have a blueprint in your body that is a blueprint that's put there by your soul and it's activated in this in this stage six so you start to become very mission focused and you start to understand and start walking in the direction that your soul meant for this life another way of saying this is that you choose to start following your dharma or your what's known as the dharma or destiny you start following what your soul had for you, very, very focused on mission, whatever it is. For some people, the mission could be to be an artist or a musician or a doctor or to help others down here um, in the way that I do it as a life coach or a teacher. We all have different missions and they're all as they're all honorable and they're all equal in, in, in their value. And when it comes to this phase of the spiritual awakening, you're very dedicated to following that mission or that purpose. The time frame here for stage six is usually years. And this, this usually lasts a person's whole life after they're awakened, after the main stages of their awakening. So this, this lasts a really long time. And the, the top tip that I have for this stage six is to build. Okay. So a lot of times people get stuck in their spiritual awakening because they go through all of these amazing changes and then they don't know how to anchor those changes in everyday life and act. Okay. So in this stage, what this, ha what happens here is that you're going to start receiving intuitive nudges. Your soul is going to start nudging you to do certain things. And now what you're going to do is you're going to act on those nudges. Okay. There's no point of you receiving intuition or you receiving nudges from your soul on things that, that your soul wants you to do down here. And then you don't do anything. You just stay sitting on the couch your whole life. <laughs> okay. So in this, in this tip, you're going to build whatever building means to you. So for some of you going and building your mission can be, you know, uh, coming up or composing a music or, or, or designing art or whatever it is. I'm just giving different examples, but whatever your Dharma is now it's time to step and to follow through with that Dharma one step at a time. One way that I like to focus on this building is just by doing a simple exercise. And, and the exercise is to first connect with your intuition. Okay. So intuition, the intuitive nudges, that is the pro tip here, right? So you're not going to act just to act, right? That's, that's a waste of energy. You're going to connect with your intuition and I'm pointing to the heart because that's where intuition is. You're going to connect with your intuition and you're going to receive those intuitive nudges. And then you're going to take a step. 
Whether that step is a big step or a small step, you're going to act in your environment once you've received that intuitive nudge. Now, for some people, it could be a small step. So let's say you have an intuitive nudge that, you know, you want to be a painter, but you don't really know how to get there. And so you just go online and you register for a painting course. That could be a step. For other people, it could be a big step right away where they quit their jobs and start a new business. Um, so for different people, these steps are going to be different, always connected to your intuition, what your intuition is telling you. But the point here is that when I receive the intuitive nudge, I commit to stepping, whether it's a small step or a big step, I'm just going to keep committing to stepping slowly but steadily. Now, if you wanna go deeper on the six stages of spiritual awakening, and if you need help on navigating each stage step by step, I have an introductory course called Awaken that literally takes you stage by stage, one step at a time in a really, really steady way. It's a six week course. It's available for everyone. Click on the link below and you can register for that course. And that'll be a great way for you to deepen all of the content that we discussed in this video. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know what stage of spiritual awakening you're at right now. I want to hear all about it in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular free guided meditations. And don't forget the videos that I talked about in this one. Those would be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. That's it for me. I love you. I'm out.